0: welcome into the gt counter podcast my name is tyler joining me as always is my co-host it's the gray man himself Grayson Winters. winners gee what's up my guy
1: oh you know it's uh another one of those days in the office uh reed roloffs can't relate because he decided he was going to take an afternoon off today after his his phone call that he had that went so well supposedly so reed how'd that phone call go man
2: Grayson. Thank you for asking, man. Uh, went well, went well. Things are going well over here in the roll residence. Let me tell you. Um, I appreciate you putting my business out there. I'll have to come over there and give you spankings at some point, but, uh, ignore that point. Uh, big bulls going on. I can't wait to uh, chop it up with the boys.
0: As you know, we all work for redacted, so please do not come at us. We work for redacted. Um, Reed, as you said, there is some college football we need to get to. Uh, Let's not waste any time. Let's just get right into these games. Last podcast, we covered all games through uh, December 26th. Now let's get you through New Year's Day here. Uh, Starting off, we're going to change it up a little bit. We'll just play interested or nah. Um, Military Bowl, Virginia Tech and Tulane. Interested or nah?
2: Nah. No Pratt. Nah. Yeah, no uh no head coach either. So I am
0: Fair enough. Uh a game I'm sure we'll be interested in. It's the mayo bowl between North Carolina and West Virginia. Do we do we want to break this one down a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can. Absolutely.
0: If only because the postgame, the uh the winning head coach gets a five gallon bucket of mayonnaise dumped on their head. So you gotta love that part of it at least. Last year we saw Mike Loxley get some mayo. He wore one of those big like foam hats though, so kind of cheated a little bit. Um, Reed, I know we like West Virginia in this game, but secretly I hope North Carolina wins just so Mac Brown has to eat five gallons of Mayo.
2: Yeah. And we have, it should be known that we, you know, no hats, Mac, just take it like a man, take the Mayo, uh, would be, would be fun to watch, but I don't think they, uh, stand much of a chance and Vegas doesn't either.
0: Yeah. They are six and a half point underdogs to West Virginia. No Drake may in this one. That's kind of the, uh, the handicap there, but kind of shocking still that it's gotten up to that number. Grayson, what do you think on this one?
1: You know, Ed, I told you I was riding high on the uh, on the Big Twelve and bowl games, and I think that's probably going to continue to stay like that. I'm I'm liking the liking the Mountaineers in this game.
0: Love that. Uh, next up, Wednesday, December 27th at seven on Fox. We've got Louisville and USC in a game that I'm interested in, so we'll we'll quickly detour here. Uh, USC is like a seven and a half to eight point underdog. Um, there is no Caleb Williams in this one. There is no Malachi Nelson in this one. So we're on to QB number three, uh, Louisville, their stud running back has also opted out though in a battle of a game where both teams are probably pretty disappointed to be here. I'll take the more talented team. I think USC is that, so I'll take the money line shot. I'm on a plus two forty. uh, I just I just really am not that impressed with Louisville, so I'll take the Trojans.
2: You know, I wanted to kind of lean under here at 57 and a half, like you mentioned, backup quarterback, or third string for USC, uh, a lot of weapons not playing across the board, but then I remembered how bad USC's defense is, and I just realized that, you know what, Louisville, they might not have a good offense, they might be without their star running back, I don't think it really matters who you put back there. There's probably going to be points scored. So uh, I'm not on a side, but uh, couldn't actually pull the trigger on the under. But figure this one might be interesting. See, uh, you know, obviously Caleb Williams isn't playing. So uh, we'll be curious to see if the third stringer has any success against a, a tough Louisville defense in the regular season.
1: Yeah, you know, Ed, you talked about Louisville's running back opting out, but he also opted out of like the last six games of the season. So that, uh, (laughs) that backup running back's going to have plenty of play underneath his belt. I think USC is going to get trounced in this game. Give me Louisville minus seven and a half.
0: He certainly opted out of the ACC title game as well as the entire rest of the offense. So that was a tough one to see, um, but that's neither here nor there. Certainly not bitter about them losing, as I had them in a money line parlays. Me bitter about that? Of course not. Who? Would, that's never me. Um, next one here. One of my favorite upset picks, although it's kind of hard to even call it an upset. It's Texas Bowl between Texas AM and M and Oki State. Um, Oki State is like a two point underdog here. Money line is plus one ten. So real, not getting great odds on the upset there, but. This game is simple. Texas A&M has an entire third-team, all-SEC-caliber like skill group in the portal. Um, Oklahoma State does not, and as long as Ollie Gordon plays, I think they win and probably win pretty comfortably here. Too much turmoil on the A&M side, too much transition. Elko's not even going to be on the sideline. Uh, give me Okie State. Gundy's always a good a good play in a bowl game.
1: Yeah, with uh, half of uh, Texas A&M's defensive line entering the transfer portal, I think Ollie Gordon could have an absolute field day against this A&M defense. So, yeah, I, I love Oklahoma State in this game.
2: Yeah, they might not even need to throw the ball. I mean, it's going to be, you know, just a field day for Ollie Gordon, I would imagine. Um, if he does decide to play in the game, I know that there is some, maybe some a little bit of skepticism. Um, obviously, you don't know until you know it's really out there who's going to play or not. Um, but I still think Oklahoma State probably rules in this one. I think it's the only you know minus two just for the namesake of Texas A&M, uh, but I, I don't think it'll be too close.
0: Next one up, Fenway Bowl, SMU and BC. Interested or nah? Nah.
2: Uh, is Preston Stone playing? No, he is still
0: hurt. It is going to be uh, Kevin Jennings.
2: I don't, I don't even think it would actually matter. Boston College is no fun, so nah.
0: This game is at 10 o'clock, so it's going to be early, early Thursday morning. It's going to be freezing cold up there. SMU is a 10.5 point favorite, to be honest with you. I love them, so I would lay it there, but I don't really have too much insider info here. Um, Next one, Rutgers and Miami. The second game being played in a baseball stadium that day. Uh, This one is the pinstripe bowl. It's going to be in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. Interested or not? Nah?
2: I am. I Listen, this is a, I don't know about you, but I am a Rutgers pod guy. I mean, this is, we love Rutgers over there. And, you know, as underdogs, we love them even more. Miami without their starting quarterback. Absolutely. I'm taking Rutgers. Listen, they, this is a game they will win. I probably couldn't be more confident they're going to find a way to pull this out. And uh, I think it'll probably be close just because they don't really have, you know, blowout potential uh, just with their offense and the way that they structure it. But they'll find a way to win this game.
0: And you have to take Miami out of Coral Gables, bring them up to the Bronx, where it's probably going to be 28 degrees, cloudy. There's going to be a layer of ice on the field. Yeah, you might as well play the Sopranos theme song out there. This one is cooked. It's Rutgers all the way here outside crying down below pasta, meatballs, Joe DiMaggio, Felicio Pinocchio, a pizza pie from Domino's all of this because I'm singing in the pointy hat. Read a game. I know you're interested in NC state and K state in the pop tart bowl, where the winner gets to take a bite out of the mascot. Another great celebration there for the, uh, for the bowl games. See bowl games. Just be interesting with your winning celebrations. That's all it takes. Um, K-State, two and a half point favorite. I know I'm on NC State plus three here. I think they probably win outright with Will Howard in the portal and Colin Klein, K-State's OC on the way out to Texas A&M. Uh, we, we are well aware of what Dave Duran thinks of everybody around here. Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. Um, what, do we, what do we think about this one?
2: I think the real question is, do we know what flavor the Pop-Tart is? is are there betting odds on you know, brown sugar, cinnamon, strawberry? Uh, might have to get action in on there. I don't know if you know the answer to that question. But uh, we, can, we can get back to the game. I think it'll be fun to see Avery Johnson you know, as officially QB1. Uh, I think this could be a very you know, important game for him you know, if he has some success. Uh, I know I've been on the record to say watch out for that Heisman plus 3,000 or 30,000 ticket, whatever it's at. Um, Could be interesting to see, you know, how well he plays with, you know, the weapons they have now. Um, You know, he kind of broke onto the scene when he had five rushing touchdowns in his first game of action um, off the bench. So he'll get the full game. And, you know, I think Kansas State probably struggles a little bit against an NC State defense that is just tough as nails. So don't have a side in this one. I think it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, But in the end, I do think that this one hits the under 47 here. Uh, I think it'll be a, a pretty good defensive battle.
1: Yeah, I was about to say the same thing with you, Reed. This NC State team isn't really good off, like, super great offensively, scoring less than 27 points per game but their defense is really, really solid. So I love the under in this.
0: The next game is a game that I know me and Grayson are going to love. It's the Alamo Bowl, and it's Fafita and the Cats against Oklahoma. Uh, the Paper Tiger Sooners, if you will. Uh, Arizona's a three-point favorite here. I got him at two and a half. I love the Cats here. Give me Fafita. He got us this far. He's getting us one more. True freshman, too. So next year in the Big 12, Give me more and more Fafita. I, I can't buy enough. Just want all of it.
1: Yeah. This one's a no-brainer for me. This is this is line all the way, Arizona. I mean, they're going to trounce Oklahoma in this game. We're going Fafita and the Cats all day long.
2: Yeah, we're we're all aligned here. It's listen, it might be a fun debut uh for the Jackson Arnold era, but I mean I guess he did play. Uh, He got some action, but this is his first official, you know, he is the guy moving forward. Um, But I agree, you know, it's, it's, it's always been the cats. It's still the cats. Arizona is going to probably roll in this one.
0: Friday, December 29th at 11 AM. It's Clemson and Kentucky in the Gator bowl. Um, Two offenses that quite frankly, just stink. I will take the under. I got it at 47. It's 46 and a half now, but it's still like it there. It's not really a key number, but just think it's going to be ugly. So I'll I'll go with an under there.
2: Yeah, I' not a bad call. Both these teams are, you know, frankly, just not very fun to watch. Um, not not only because, you know, they do play good defense. They know the defense are the strengths of these teams, but the offense is, it's just not good. You know, Klubnik has not lived up to, you know, what we thought he might be. Um, it's kind of been a consistent theme with the Clemson quarterbacks these last couple of years. And I just am not, <laughs> not looking forward to this one or the fact that it's in the gator bowl, which should be, you know, relatively interesting. But uh this game overall, bad offenses. So I like the under as well.
1: Yeah. In this game right here, you know, this spread looks good to me. I think that it's gonna be super low scoring. I think that Kentucky probably covers this plus five and a half. I like Kentucky on that.
0: Next up, the Grayson Winners Invitational. It's the Sun Bowl out in El Paso. Uh, I don't even want to waste my breath on this one. Grayson, what do you think?
1: You know, Notre Dame in a bowl game that absolutely does not matter. It's not a New Year's Six Bowl. There's only one option to this. It's Notre Dame all the way. About to make it. We're 1-0 and in El Paso already. About to go 2-0 and in El Paso. And Steve Angely is going to take us to the bowl, baby. We love it. It's an easy win. I'll be uh, feet on the ground at this game. So, uh, literally on the ground because we're, we're like dang near at the bottom of the stadium. Not to brag or anything. But uh,
0: yeah. So, I'm excited, man. Excited. I'd hope they give tickets away to go see a backup quarterback and uh, another backup quarterback in, in Oregon State. Actually, they're third stringer because their top two are both in the portal. Uh, I'd hope they gave you those tickets, Grayson. No, they actually—they uh, actually didn't give us those
1: tickets. Um, they were actually selling them really high online, but my dad gets that nice uh, Notre Dame alumni discount, so you know it pays to—it pays to—pays uh, to play, I guess. You know.
2: What is that? Five percent off uh, ticket sales as well as uh, uh, the pretzels.
1: I'm pretty sure it was seventy-five percent off for alumni. That's not too shabby.
0: And uh, preferred donation uh, authority in the NIL collective.
2: Someone's got to keep those kids there some, some way, some, some way, somehow.
0: Straight to Notre Dame football, not to the school ever. Uh, next game up is the Liberty Bowl, Memphis and Iowa State. Memphis playing a home game here. I love Memphis here. This is one of my favorite money line shots of the week. If you're looking for a big dog here, you can get them around three to one. It's a home game. Iowa State's not very good. Um, just depends on if you get some quarterback action that's playing. Um, but I think Memphis, nine and a half is the number I got it at. But I think they can win the game outright.
2: Yeah, it's a weird line. Not sure I necessarily understand it. Uh, I'm with yeah. I'm not sure if they'll win the game. But, you know, plus nine and a half, that feels like free money. So, uh, like you mentioned, a home game for them, essentially. Give me Memphis plus nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I like that Memphis plus nine and a half there. I think that uh, it's a it's a good spot for them.
0: To the Cotton Bowl, the first of the New Year's Six Bowl games, Mizzou is a minus one against Ohio State. We missed the boat if you wanted Mizzou. They opened at plus six and a half. Got all the way down to minus three. A little bit of buyback now to where it's around a pick. I like the over here. It's 48 and a half is what I got it at. It's at 49 now. These, uh, this is the same Missouri defense that allowed 31 to Florida. Uh, this Ohio State defense has been good, but I feel they'll struggle with opt-outs here. So give me the over, and if I had to pick a side, give me drink in the boys. Yeah, M-I-Z, baby.
2: Yeah, listen, I'm not sure how I felt about this game going in, and then I saw that the Cotton Bowl gifted every single one of the players and coaches some black air forces. So that can only mean one thing. I hate to fade you here, Edsel. That's some devious behavior. I'm going with the under. Wow.
1: I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised about that. Um, you know Omeka Abuka is playing in this game, right? Reed? He didn't opt out?
2: Well, he opted out basically the whole year anyway, so I'm not, not too worried about that. Yeah, well,
1: he's an absolute frickin' dog. He's a dog. Uh, plain and simple. Do we know? Do we know if, I know, th- this might be a dumb question maybe, You know, there's been rumors about Marvin Harrison Jr. coming back. Has he opted out officially out of this game?
0: He has not.
1: And this could get really interesting for Reed Roloffs. Could get really interesting real fast.
2: Listen, I – this isn't one that I am very confident, but I saw the Black Air Forces and that just threw my entire thing. Uh, I don't have action on this one, but – there, all I know is there's some gonna be some devious behavior going on because no one messes with Black Air Forces.
0: It also doesn't bother me that Devin Brown is the guy. Uh K- Kyle aka Honda McCord uh stinks. So missing him, not a concern. I think Devin Brown will probably be better than him, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I'm gonna be
1: honest. Uh I love I love the over in this game. I'm I'm with their I'm uh
0: they are with Etzel. So give me give me the over. To the Peach Bowl, uh, Saturday, December 30th, Ole Miss and Penn State in a game that I just am not sure what to do with here. Uh, Do either of you have any better ideas than me just wanting to completely stay away from it?
1: Yeah, nothing really on this one.
2: Just a tough tough spot, really, for both these teams. Uh, I'd probably lean Ole Miss plus four, but uh, not confident enough to get there myself. Uh, if anything, as much as I'd like to go under, uh, I just don't think Penn State is going to have enough juice offensively, so I don't know. It's a wash for me. I'm just blabbing over here. I am I got no action.
0: Next up is the Music City Bowl, also doing business as Lasta's home double-digit favorites to teams that they shouldn't have to blow their win total overs this year, but we're certainly not uh, jealous about that whatsoever is Auburn and uh, Maryland. Uh, Talia has opted out. Therefore, I have opted out of this game. I'm not throwing any more money at these two teams, and uh, I just hope a meteor strikes in midfield. I'm
1: going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Maryland won this game, genuinely. I think that Auburn really relies on the run game a ton, and I thought Maryland's run defense actually looked pretty good against Michigan when they played earlier in the year. Um, I don't know what their opt-out situation is defensively, but if I was to say something, I would say that Maryland uh to uh cover the seven plus seven. So that's what I that's where my money would go.
2: Yeah, it's just hard for me to get there with no Talia. Um I don't know if they'll have any offensive punch. You know, they already obviously struggled this year. Um I don't know if you could say struggled. I expected maybe a little bit more from them, but uh I thought the offense would be super electric and they It's not like they were bad. Um, It just wasn't necessarily what I expected. So without him, uh, no play for me. Next
0: up, the Insufferable is Georgia and Florida State in a game that neither team really cares to be in. It's the Orange Bowl at 3 o'clock on Saturday, December 30th. Georgia favored by two touchdowns. Got to be honest with you, I want nothing to do with this one either. Uh, If neither team wants anything to do with it, then I certainly don't either. So I will uh, pass.
1: What are the odds on a on a Florida State forfeit? Do we have those lined up somewhere? Uh,
0: I do not see those odds out there, but it would not be uh wouldn't wouldn't that be something? That I'm kind of rooting for it at this point. Like let's just get some chaos injected here.
1: Yeah, we need yeah. an absolute petition here. That is that is a fact. We need them to stand outside and absolutely strike. It's simple as that.
2: That would be way more entertaining. But let's be real. No nobody wanted to see them. Listen, they can strike. I I kind of wish they would have got in. Like I wish they would be like, "All right, let's actually just let them in." And then they lose 56 to 0 and then everybody can shut up again and realize that this was a waste of time. So, for that reason, it's Georgia by a million. I don't care what the line is. I'm taking Georgia. Uh 14 seems less than I thought it would be. Um I just don't I mean, both the receivers have opted out for Florida State um did the running back opt out i am not sure benson have not heard uh not sure on that one i gotta check on that regardless it probably won't matter they're gonna struggle to score it's gonna be a tough watch trying to see this team score against a georgia defense i don't care who's playing for georgia kirby smart is still at the helm so um he'll have his guys ready to go this one will probably be ugly
0: Next up is the Arizona Bowl, uh Toledo and Wyoming. Uh this is Craig Bowles' last game as Wyoming head coach. They are favored by 4 to half. I got them at 3. Uh they're going to stomp Toledo here. Daquan Finn, Toledo's stud quarterback is in the portal. Will not be playing in this game. Uh give me Wyoming. It's not Laramie, but it's close enough. I'll take the uh I'll take the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I'm right there with you Ed. I think this is gonna be an absolute beat down. So give me Wyoming. Where is gaming
0: played? Uh this is at Fafita and the Cats home stadium in Arizona. And uh, I believe uh, what is it like Tucson?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh similar to Laramie, but also not. So I could see yeah, I I got no feeling this one. Obviously, with Toledo's QB out, you imagine that they are probably uh I like Wyoming as well. So
0: many people are saying the Phoenix Metroplex and Laramie, Wyoming, are pretty similar places.
2: Sources say. Uh,
0: next up, Wisconsin and LSU in the quest Bowl. Uh, LSU favored by nine and a half. The over/under at fifty-five. I'm on the over here. I don't care who's playing quarterback for either team. I know that LSU's defense can't stop anybody. And I know that uh, Wisconsin should be able to at least score 21. I think LSU will be able to name their number here. Um, I'll take the over. I like that more than laying the nine and a half with LSU.
2: Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I think LSU LSU is going to win this game. It's just a matter of you know how much are they going to give up themselves. So don't hate the over, but um, I think it's Wisconsin. This is just they could have done better if this bowl game. I'm. I'm upset that they had to choose this one, but it'll be fun to see the debut. I guess not the debut. I've said debut a number of times. It's going to be fun to see Nussmeier really unleash it over there at LSU.
0: The eye is Notre Dame, not in this game. They don't want to see
1: us win, Ed. They don't want to see us win,
0: but we all want to see them play Brian Kelly again. Like this is what we want to see.
1: No, I completely agree. I don't understand it either. Uh, instead, we're going out to El Paso in the middle of nowhere to play an Oregon State team who's just absolutely depleted. So, um,
0: Next up it's the Citrus Bowl. Uh, this game stinks. Iowa and Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by 8.5. Over under 36. I wanted to take the over. Reed, you talked me out of it. Uh, it's no play, and I probably won't even watch it.
2: Yeah, Iowa has sneakily become one of my favorite teams just for – the vibes of it all. And it's just like Iowa football, dude, they have a brand and they stick to it like nobody's business. You cannot get them out of their game plan. Um, their game plan isn't to score points, it's just how far can we punt the football and how good of defense can we play. And, and let's just see what happens. So, you know, 36 might seem like it's so low, but listen, who's going to score points in this game? I just. You know, Tennessee's, you know, it's not like they're going to put up 30 themselves. So, yeah, I like the under, and I I just – the Iowa unders will remain as long as, uh, you know, they are doing what they're doing. So, I'm riding with it.
1: Etzel is, uh, is Joe Milton quarterbacking in this one?
0: I don't know. Uh, I'm sure Tennessee fans would not like to see him, but uh, I'm not sure if he is or not. If he is quarterbacking in this one, this is a hundred percent. The under
1: it's always the under here. So just keep that in mind when you're making your bets, make sure, you know, if Joe Milton's QBing or not,
2: well, it's either a guy making his debut or it's Joe Milton and both ways going up against an Iowa defense, is probably not going to be fun. Yeah. We like the under either way. Uh,
0: next up the Fiesta bowl, Liberty and Oregon interested or, or not Uh zillion to nothing.
2: Uh, oregon i think we're good to move on yeah it's it's not gonna be too much fun for uh, liberty
0: to the playoff first game up is the rose bowl alabama and michigan michigan favored by tic tac here one one and a half uh over under 44 and a half feels like a lot of people are starting to come around on bama a lot of love for the tide um Can't really get there on a side, but I will say I love the under. I got it at 45 and a half. Uh, Still would take it there. This game just screams like NFL grind of like 21-17 or something along those lines. Give me an under here and uh, watch the two heavyweights kind of duke it out here.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you here, Ed. These are going to be the two, you know, a lot of grounded pound kind of run game on both sides. Michigan's defense is really good. Bama's defense is really good. Both of these teams have good run attacks. I think it all comes down to how Jalen Milrow plays in this game. If he plays lights out like he has the last couple of weeks, then this is this is Bam all the way. But if Michigan can get, you know, in his head and disrupt him over and over again, I think the Wolverines have a good chance there. So
2: Yeah, I actually have gone back and forth in this one. Um, I've been with Michigan all year long and As much as I would love, you know, even yesterday I told myself that, yeah, I'm riding with Michigan, but it seems like every single day you hear a new rumor about Harbaugh, you know, where is he going to go? Is he going to the NFL? Um, I just think I saw a tweet of him saying that him and the Chargers might be a thing. Uh, So, you know, it's hard to lay all my eggs in a basket when it's like, that's that's where the reports are coming out of. It's nothing about the game. It's like his future with the NFL, so... As much as I would love to go with Michigan, um, as much as I already have, uh, it's I could see this one really going either way.
0: Last bowl game that is we at least know the matchup of is Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Essentially, a Texas' home game here, probably going to be 80-20. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Should be high-flying here. Uh, Texas favored by four over under 63-and-a-half. Um, we all know I have a, an affair for Texas here. Uh, I really truly hope they win. I just am not sure that they will. Washington's past defense is legitimately good or pass offense. I'm sorry. Their pass defense stinks, but that's just their defensive side of the ball in general. Um, I don't know. Gun to my head. I think Texas wins by a field goal. So I'd take Washington to cover. But uh, just no confidence in that whatsoever. Just hope both teams have fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I think this was, uh, the committee did a good job when they decided to make these selections because I think if Michigan plays Texas, Texas has their way with Michigan. I think Texas up front defensively is way too good for Michigan's offensive line. I think this is an issue. I think that Washington has such a good pass game that it's really difficult to play against them defensively. And they don't overly run the ball. And that's where Texas is strong at. So, and you're talking about a Washington team that throws the ball 60 times a game that's let up three sacks on the season. Um, So, yeah, I'm worried about this game. I do not have a side.
2: I am just begging for, I do not want a Texas-Alabama rematch. Um, Just give me anything else. Texas-Michigan would be, I think, the funnest matchup, I think, for me. I think it would be a great game. Um, Even washington if they were to somehow win this one and uh, I just don't want Alabama in it. I think that's what it is. Nobody wants Alabama and they've just been there too many times and see some new, see some new teams out there. But in terms of this game, uh, I think it'll be closer than people think. I think it'll probably be a little bit less scoring than people think. And uh, for that reason, I like the under
0: fair enough there. Um, It's just going to be a blast to see my team in the playoff. I mean, I hope, Grayson, you've seen it with the Irish. It's just unfortunate that they choose to let you down literally every time that anything good could possibly happen. So I I just don't even want to mention that here. But Reid, I hope one day your Gophers get to make it to the spotlight. It's it's a glorifying experience.
2: I will just like to say uh, the only team to three-peat in uh, national championships are my Golden Gophers. Was I alive? No, were my ancestors alive? Probably not, but that doesn't matter because the University of Minnesota is still the only team, so I'll leave with that
1: hey I guess I guess that's something you know, I guess that's something
2: back in the eighteen thirty six
1: That's about the last time Notre Dame won a national championship, so we're we're getting on the same page here, Reed. I like it
2: right there with you,
1: Unity, you'd just love to see it. And I think back in the day, it was when Notre Dame last won one, it was decided
0: by final record not to play in a championship game. So
1: yeah, it's
0: a, it's, it's quite something. Shout out to the AP poll for voting for the national champion. They just go play in their bowl games. and then the the voters are like, yeah, you win. Congratulations. Well, coming up next is time for triple G. Uh, we will get into that right after this short break. All right, Gray, What you got for us today on triple G?
1: So Triple G for the day, you know, we're going to talk about hot, cold, and is this team at their peak. Um, blatantly honest with you, we're going to run through 10 of these teams rather quickly. Um, and then that's going to be all for Triple G today. We uh we can't go over games cuz we're recording a little bit early, so uh we'll we'll run through what we can do. Um, to start it off, Reed Rolloffs, the Cowboys. Are they hot, are they getting cold, or are, are they at their peak?
2: You know, depends on, uh, I guess, what the media perceives of uh, this Cowboy team. Now, if they think that this is, you know, uh Super Bowl contender, I don't buy it. Um, needless to say, last week's, you know, trouncing with Buffalo was concerning. Um, I think you can probably say they've reached their peak because this is kind of the same old Cowboys that we see every year. It's they win when they're supposed to. And when it comes to a big game, they just crap down their pants. And this is just what we see year in literally every single year. So it's who they are. Are they contender? No. Do they think they are? Yes. It's the same story.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of getting nervous for this Cowboys team coming down the stretch. You know, they really needed to win last week against Buffalo to hold the Eagles out of this division. And it's getting a little bit uh it's getting a little bit sketch. The Eagles kind of have a really easy schedule to fin- finish up the year, and you know, the Cowboys have borderline the exact opposite of that. So, it's going to come down to um who's got bigger cojones at the end of these last three game stretch on who's going to take this division. I think both teams are going to get into the playoffs no matter what. Um, my one question for you is, uh, Dak Prescott, one bad game and he gets kicked out of the MVP talk. I mean, what, where are we at on this?
2: I just, it's, it's a political award. I I hate all these stuff. It's like people are saying, all right, it's, uh, You know, if Lamar Jackson is going to win on Monday, then he'll be the MVP. It's like, I just, I just, that's another reason I just, I hate awards just because they're, it's all politics. It's whoever can sway the media the most the last couple weeks of the year. So, um, do I think he was the most valuable player in the league? Probably not. He's been playing well, but you know, if if Brock Purdy goes undefeated, then he's going to be, you know, the winner of it probably. And has he been the most valuable player? I think people would say absolutely not. So um, once again, not a huge awards guy, but that's just me.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get into Brock Purdy in a second, but uh, let, let's, let's just talk about the 49ers. Uh, Tyler, are the 49ers hot, cold, or have they reached their peak?
0: I think they've reached their peak, and I only say that because I think that they're four-and-a-half-point favorites this weekend as we record against the Ravens. Obviously, in the future, we'll we'll know if they uh, lived up to that hype or not. But I don't know, man. It, it just seems a little bit too rich for me. Um, all the Brock Purdy hype. I don't even think he's like a top four MVP on that team, let alone in the entire NFL. So uh, I think that everybody's a little bit too hot on the Niners. Uh, there's still a lot of good teams out there. And, uh, you know, I just think that they're obviously a great team but I think everybody's a little too hot. So I'll say at their peak.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. So I do want to go into Brock Purdy a little bit. You know, he's kind of projected him, Lamar and CMC are the top three players to win MVP at the moment. And, you know, I had to do a little bit of research on Brock. Cause I'm over here. Like, why is this guy up there so high? Um, well, Brock Purdy is on the verge of breaking three 49ers records in a single season, including touchdown passes, passing yards, and yards per attempt. Um, and if you guys know anything about the 49ers, you know, long train, deep culture, good franchise, um, it's pretty impressive to say the least. I mean, when you know, Joe Montana played there and guys, guys of his caliber, um, it's, it's, it's kind of an impressive statistic. So, my thing that I will bring up, though, is if he doesn't win MVP, should Kyle Shanahan be a no brainer to win Coach of the Year?
0: No, he's not even a top five candidate for Coach of the Year. A lot better, a lot more dudes doing more with less.
1: That's, hey, that's fair.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, who, who's the leader? Is it, is it Campbell? Listen, maybe if Shanahan talks more about biting kneecaps, uh, he might get some more steam there. But um, last time I checked, that's still just Dan Campbell. So I'm sure if they, you know, they play two games against the Vikings, I know the Lions do to finish out the year. If They're able to go probably at least two and one or three and no oh to finish. They'll probably, um, I assume that he'd win that award.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough. Uh,
1: two teams. We're going to hit it. We're going to hit a two for one. Right here, we got the Dolphins and the Bills. Dolphins are up by two games over the Bills right now, but this Dolphins schedule is absolutely brutal to finish the year. They get the Cowboys at home, they get to play the Ravens in Baltimore, and then they get the Bills to finish off the season. And the Bills, on the other hand, schedule is not very difficult. They get the Chargers, they get the Patriots and then they play the dolphins. So, my question that I need is is there a chance for this Bills Mafia team to uh to win this division?
0: Yes, because they I think like mathematically they just need the Dolphins to lose once. There's a real chance they lose to Dallas this weekend. We'll obviously know that by the time this pod comes out, but I mean, yeah, it's they're very live to do it uh them winning out and being consistent enough to win out I think is more of a concern than the Dolphins losing I'll put it that way.
1: Okay. That's that's very fair. Um so where where do we sit on these two teams? Dolphins and Bills. Are they hot, cold, or at their peak?
2: I would say that the Bills are hot. Uh I don't think there are te- a lot of teams that going into the AFC that you'd be like, I want to play the Bills in the first round. That's a team who's just underperformed this year, and they are you know, getting hot at the right time, playing some good football. Uh, they've been able to run the ball with some success. So to me, that's a team that's scary. I wouldn't want to play them uh, really at any point in the playoffs just because I think we all know what they could be. Um, we're starting to see them piece it together here a little bit. So uh, for that reason... I think the uh Bills are hot and you know I would probably say the Dolphins have peaked too. I just am not necessarily sold like they we we've, we've seen some great games from Miami offensively. Um and then we've also seen some games where it's like what what's it's the inconsistency is uh, a little bit concerning. So uh curious to see I guess how they finish the year. Have a big one against Dallas, but uh, I think that'll give us a, kind of a better idea of, you know, what kind of team uh Miami really is.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you there.
2: Uh moving into the next
1: team, the Ravens. Uh you know, Destiny's child at this point could truthfully do anything. Um I think that their division's kind of getting could get interesting with the Browns, but I don't see that there's any way the Ravens don't win the division and I think the Steelers are absolutely dreadful at this point and probably won't win a game the rest of the year. Um, where do we sit on the Ravens? Are they hot, cold or uh, have they reached their peak?
0: Hot, hot, hot. I want to buy all of the Ravens I can. They've been undervalued this whole year. Lamar's an MVP candidate, bonafide. And if they win this weekend, which obviously we'll we'll know by the time this pod comes out, uh, they'll have a legit shot to be maybe the Super Bowl favorite heading into the playoffs. So, Give me all the Raven stock you want. I am full
2: buying.
1: I love it. I love it. Reed, you got anything on this one?
2: Yeah, it's if if anybody wants to get a Lamar Jackson MVP uh out right now, I think he's at like plus six hundred or seven hundred on some things. If he beats, you know, if they win out from here on out, I think he's gonna win the award. Um, and that's basically you're saying. I think that's a good odds. I think it's fantastic odds. So uh, he'll have the agenda behind him if he keeps winning. And I think that's super good value in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it.
2: Uh, Next team we're going to talk about is the Browns.
1: I'm going to state the claim to it right now. The Browns are making the playoffs, and the Browns are a scary team to upset people in the playoffs. I would not want to play the Browns right now. Joe Flacco' experience is in full effect, and blatantly honest, the guy's bawling. He did shave off his beard, which could lead to some, you know, fallouts from here or some bad juju or whatever. Um, but I still
0: love the Browns here. So, uh, Ed, are they uh, are they
1: hot, cold, or have they
0: peaked? I guess technically they're hot, but can I just be realistic here? And their best chance of saying that they're going to win a playoff game is that their defense just gets to play off 60 minutes. I think they have a better chance that way than if their offense has to go out there in a playoff game. Hey, they gave the Ravens the
1: business last time they played them. I mean, gave them a little bit of the business. So I don't know. I think, I think it's possible that you could see this team upsetting the chiefs. I mean, really, if the chiefs make the playoffs, I could totally see that.
0: That wasn't Joe elite Flacco though. I you know I, it is what it is. I mean this guy Joe is Joe
1: is elite right now. He's a dog. Um let's let's move into the next ga- uh next game real quick or the next team. Uh next team we're going to talk about is the Bengals. Browning is playing really really well right now. Um I just want to know Reed does this does this change your thoughts on Joe Burrow? Do, where do, where does he lie here? Does he become expendable if Browning you know, takes this team to a playoff bound.
2: No, I absolutely not. Joe Burrow is not expendable. Uh, I I could promise you that there'd be a hundred other teams out there that would absolutely love to have him, even at his contract extension. So um he's not been the issue. There's just been a little bit of dysfunction. Um I guess with that team. Browning, you know, he made a couple good throws, but I don't think anything super impressive. He just, you know, it's 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 just quality backup play where you know you're giving the defense what they want but he threw some just balls up to t higgins last week i mean he's not like he's making sensational throws he's just letting his playmakers go get it so which is what you should do when you uh your backup you know let your guys go make plays and uh hope you look good for it and they've made plays for him but uh i think they they're one and done in the playoffs for sure
1: I think uh, I think Joe Mixon is also starting to cook a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's definitely helping out a lot more in the run game, where in the first couple of weeks of the season he was kind of irrelevant. So it's good to see uh, Joe Mixon get his, get his footing back. That definitely helps here. Um, final team I want to talk about is the Chiefs. I think they're good enough to win the division as it's not really much of a competition. But they're an early playoff team they're leaving the playoffs early. It, it's plain and simple. There's no way they can make it to an AFC Championship. With that being said, are they hot, cold, or have they peaked?
2: I think with Mahomes, it's always hard to say they don't have a chance to make it to the championship game. But this roster just looks so flawed that I wouldn't bet on it. I just, I just think that they are, you know, probably not trending in the right direction. Um, they can beat anybody, but it seems like they can also run into anybody on any given Sunday and lay up a stinker.
0: Their lack of weapons is concerning. They just don't have enough speed or real, any true threat on the edge. And without that, I just think they're kind of cooked.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. I completely agree. So, uh, that'll just wrap up triple G there. Um, after this, we'll move into, uh, odds and ends where we'll, uh, Do a little bit of discussing on if it's uh, fake or facts. All of this and more after the break.
0: All right, coming back here, fellas. We got two things to hit real quick. First, of course, Magic or Nah is back, and I can't wait to stump you guys here. Uh, If both of you guys are ready, I just need a buzzer word from you. So, uh, Grayson, what is your buzzer? Yep. Reed, what is your buzzer? Here, no, that's too similar. You got to pick something else.
2: Uh, give me a magic.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, here we go. First edition of magic or nah? I'm wishing my Showtime teammate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a speedy recovery after falling and breaking his hip. His hip. Sorry, English is hard. He doesn't move quite like he used to, but that's okay. Get, belt, get well soon, big fella. Yep. Magic. Uh, Grayson, you have you have one. What is it? Uh, that is magic. Incorrect. That is not magic. We got him already. Uh, that is a fake AI generated tweet. You absolutely love to see it. No point awarded. Damn. Damn. Next one. Defense did not show up tonight in the 124-108 Lakers loss to the Chicago Bulls without Zach Levine, spelled L-E-V-I-N-E. This is definitely a bad loss for my Lakers.
2: Magic. Read. I think that's magic.
0: That is magic, complete with the disrespectful spelling of an NBA player's name. You just love to see it when they prove a point.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's just that's you know I actually was I was a little bit worried there, but um, good to see uh the legend himself uh, disrespect Mister Levine like that.
0: Next up in Magic or Nah, this NBA in season tournament was a great marketing tool for the league. Both the Lakers and the Pacers treated the tournament finals like it was a playoff game. Raise the banner,
2: Magic. Read. that is not magic.
0: That is correct. That is not magic. I'm surprised you got that one. I could have thought that I would have thought you would have thought that was real.
2: The hang the banner is what sold me on it.
0: See, I, I would have figured magic was a big banner guy.
2: You know, he's been there himself. He figured that it would uh, be more important uh, in real life, uh, but maybe not. Who knows? But that was my take. I was happily ready to be wrong, but 20 zero on magic.
0: One last one here. Uh, Reed has already clinched the win, of course, but uh, that's okay. That means we're tied one-one in Magic or Not, nah, so it means we get to keep playing. Um, this last one in only three quarters, LeBron scored thirty points, eight assists, and five rebounds, and had the Lakers up thirty points with a mind blown emoji. Magic. Yep. Uh, Reed got that one.
2: Uh, that is magic.
0: That is, is in magic. fact magic. And 3-0 it. sweep. My goodness, what a dominant performance. You absolutely Locked. hate to see
2: it. You hate to Locked. see it. Locked in on Mr. Magic. We have we'll have to have a, a, a grand finale next week. Um for the for the tournament. Best out of three.
0: Oh yeah. Or we'll just keep playing forever. As long as Magic keeps tweeting, we'll keep playing. <laughs> The other one that I wanted to hit today is going to be a bowl sponsor or nah. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt, who does true TV or nah when it comes to March Madness, whether it's a real true TV show or not. We'll play it off. We'll do a bowl sponsor or nah. Uh, Same buzzer words here. So, Grayson, yours is still yup, even though you didn't hardly use it at all last game. Got to be better than that. I I forgot it for
1: like a round. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: And uh, Reed, yours is still going to be magic. So uh, magic. here we go. Bowl number one, the GoDaddy.com Birmingham Bowl. Magic. Yep. That is Reed once
2: again. I believe that is a bowl. Yes.
0: Wrong answer. That was a bowl in the past, but it is not anymore. Uh, I would have guessed. I would have guessed yes as well, Reed. See, we had you
2: there. Yeah, that's. And I have done a little research for Grayson, so I have not looked at all these bowls. So this is. We're brand new to both of us.
0: Yeah, I haven't done
2: anything. You're good.
0: Next bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Yep. Grayson. That's 100% a bowl. We saw that earlier today. That is 100% a bowl. It is the newest, one of the newer bowl games, the Fenway Bowl. Is sponsored by Wasabi. Uh, point one for the Gray Man. There. Next one up, the Caesar's Rewards and Entertainment Las Vegas Bowl. Yep. Grayson, that is not a bowl. That is correct. That is not a bowl game. The Vegas Bowl has a terrible sponsor. Bonus point if you can name the sponsor. Oh, is it? Is it the Venture Sixty Eight? No, that is the Birmingham Bowl that y'all already fucked up. So, wrong answer there. Take away the point. Um, it is SRS distribution, which is even worse.
2: Wait, they got a bowl? Yeah, they SR- has
0: a bowl. Yeah.
2: Well, that's hilarious. That used to be one of my customers at my last job. I, I, that, anyways, keep going. That's, that is hilarious. Anyways. When he
0: worked at Redacted?
2: When I worked at Bedrock Logistics, I helped move their I helped literally move their shingles. So huh. uh, I should be the sponsor.
0: <laughs> hey, just throw your name out there. Next up, the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl.
2: Magic. Read. Yes.
0: No, that was a bowl game, but it is not anymore. The Holiday Bowl is now direct TV. Yikes. Y- you suck again.
2: <laughs>
0: Loser. Next up is the LA Bowl presented by Gronk. Yep. Grayson. That is not a bowl. Incorrect. That is now a bowl game. Last year it was the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. This year it is the LA Bowl presented by Gronk.
2: You'll let me back in the game here. I just can't get any of these right. I'm up two to zero, still, nerd.
0: I was about to say it's still two-nothing, so uh we'll we'll play three more here. So Reed, you gotta run the table. Next up, the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl.
2: Yep. Ooh. Oh, I forgot the word magic.
0: Uh, Reese disqualified. Grayson, what is it?
1: That is absolutely a bowl. And that is a doubt. That,
0: that, that is a bowl game. And they did not credential us. Those freaking losers. Next up, one of my favorite bowls of the entire year. is the bad boy mowers. Camellia bowl. Yep. You just Grayson. said it was one of your favorite bowls of the year. It's got to be a bowl. Except it's not the title sponsor of that bowl, so it's wrong. They are now the sponsor of the Pinstripe Bowl up there in, uh, at Yankee Stadium. Bad I knew the Camille. Yours. I knew the Camille had a bowl. You hate to see it. You got. You played yourself. It, it's awful. All right, so that brings us to two to one here, Grayson. If you get this one, we will go to sudden death. As I scroll to find a bowl game, whether it's real hey, or not, you're about to find out.
1: I just want to say something. I'm up three to zero right now.
0: I thought it was two one. No, I'm up three to nothing. Reed hasn't gotten a bowl right. The show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh, well.
1: Magic.
0: <laughs> well, that's some, that is some magic, isn't it? All
1: right, Reed Reed gets this one. If he gets it right, he gets three points.
0: Or not. Nice. Okay, that, we, we like that one. Um, here's our last one the serve pro first responders bowl
2: considering that's the one we are going to
0: don't I'm, check your email you can't you can't pull the email
2: not I'm not I'm gonna go with serve pro I think I, I think I remember hearing it. I'm gonna go with yes
0: he's done it it's tied at three he nailed it Come back for the ages. You absolutely love to see it.
1: It's unbelievable you give him an easy one like that. I mean it's
0: it's it's unbelievable. you <laughs> still have to think about it though. That was the uh that was the thing. The hard yeah. part is
2: it's the serve pro. It's like that man, it just doesn't doesn't stick.
0: All right. Here is the tiebreaker, gentlemen. Are you ready? I'm ready. It is. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Avocados from Mexico. Yep.
1: Grayson. That used to be a bowl game, but it no longer is.
0: Incorrect. That is a bowl game. That is the best bowl game. Play the jingle. Avocados from Mexico. (laughs) Grayson loses on the tiebreaker. You absolutely hate to see it. And that is all the time that we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in, listening to all of our shenanigans. Happy New Year. We will see you guys in 2024. Until then, go be the man in the arena. Go make some money, and we will see you then. Peace out, everybody. This Christmas feels like a very first Christmas to me.